0: Krishna, everyone. We're uh, here. Sri Damaypur, gardenias are growing. Bailey, Chamele, Jui, uh, Jasmine is Srimati Radharani's favorite flower. Mm. Uh, and we are reading. From Prabhupada. It's pastimes. As spoken by Brahmananda Swami and narrated by uh, Satyaraj Das, a.k.a. Stephen Rojay Rosen, and A.K. are not his initials. You know what A.K. is? also known as Hare Krishna, you're here, I thought you left, I left, get back, I'm going to leave again, (laughs) come (laughs) back, okay, (laughs) sounds good, now I'm going to, since it was uh, Friday, since we last uh, read, I'm going to uh, reread. The Macmillan Miracle, at least the beginning part. Okay. Soon after arriving in the land of the Ganges, Swamiji had written to Brahmananda about the publication of his Bhagavad Gita in New York. He was especially enthusiastic because a major publisher, Macmillan, had agreed to take it on. This was a discussion that had started before Swamiji left for India. Quote, in continuation of yesterday's letter signed by Kirtananda, I may, this is Srila Prabhupada's letter, I may further inform you that the Macmillan contract is very important. I have always, uh, I have already confirmed the terms. When Prabhupada says something like this, you're not uh, so familiar about uh, Prabhupada giving you a direct instruction. Uh, we know that that's called Vani. And uh, of the Vani, there is the general f- that, for instance, Srila Prabhupada gave chant 16 rounds, follow regulative principles, spread Krishna consciousness. And then there are specific instructions and, you know, devotees, for instance, Jayadweta Maharaj was just here, who... uh, Anyway, his voice wasn't good. I was just thinking I should have invited him in and he could have talked about uh, his time with Prabhupada. I'll I'll bring him back when his voice gets better. And uh, when Prabhupada says, Do something, but when Prabhupada tells you, he says uh, this is very important, you better take note, because Prabhupada doesn't forget things. And when he says something's important, he really wants it done, and if you don't do it, then at your own risk. Um, I have already confirmed the terms and you are herewith authorized to sign on my behalf. If the contract is bona fide, then there is no need of printing the book at my responsibility either in Japan or in India. I shall be satisfied with the commission and shall only be glad to see that the books are being read by hundreds and thousands of men. Whatever profit may be derived from it will be utilized for development of the American house here. I would have been very glad if Hai Agriva, yourself, and Roy Ram, along with Kurt Nanda, would have been present combinedly and give a start to the American house. We chanted pronounced? negotiations for the plot of land is going on and as soon as it is settled we shall begin the work. Kirtnanda is feeling the warmth of the city a little tediously. For me this warmth is bracy. Anyway you try to fructify this contract and it will be a great relief to me. We've already written to Hayagriva uh, to return to New York and deliver the mass uh, manuscript copy over to Macmillan. The balance of Gita Upanishad, which is being edited, should be finished as soon as possible, and whenever necessary, he may consult me by mail. Prabhupada wrote that from Brindavan, August the 2nd. Um, okay. Namam Krishna Kishtapishtayi Bhutalehi Śrīmāti Matibakti Viranta Samini Tinamini Namaste Sarasvati Devi Gauru Vani Pracharine Nirvishesha Srinavadi Pasha Chate Shitarine Shri Krishna Chaitana Prabhu Nitananda Shri Advay to Gadadhar, Shivashari Gauru Bhakti Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Krishna, Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama, Rama 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 Hare Hare Okay, so uh, this point about something being important. Now in in the time that Srila Prabhupada was with us, Srila Prabhupada had uh, really point, pointed out certain things that were extremely important. It wasn't important just for his disciples. It's important for next generations. So when you join Krishna consciousness, then you should make a point in finding out what are the things that Srila Prabhupada emphasized, what did he want, what's important, what may be optional. So, for instance, what's important? One. Uh, BBT is meant to be giving a certain amount. Has there's a certain division of the sales of books? BBT produces and prints a book for a certain amount. It's meant to double that amount and sell it to the temples. This is this is like a cast... In stone formula when the temples get that book they're meant to sell it at twice the price uh, they pay BBT back and the other 50% they keep for their own uh, development for their own uh, Purchasing temple, maintaining temple, uh, etc. So this is, and then to the BBT, Prabhupada had a formula as to how much uh, should be given. Certain amount is given for Bhakti uh, Excuse me. Certain amount uh, is given for uh, Bhakti Vranta Institute. Certain amount is given for development of uh, India, Mayapur, India uh, projects, and certain amount for uh, what we call third world countries. In other words, publishing books in places where there are few devotees, where there are no books. In other words, where there's no book sales in in order to promote the uh, book distribution in that place. So this is This is very important. Uh, The sadhana of devotees, Mangalartic morning, etc., these are considered to be very important. Now, Prabhupada made the evening program also equally important. So that, uh, actually, devotees are meant to have a morning program, evening program. And it's called, a, uh, Prabhupada called it the Eskant Sandwich. Uh, these things you have to do. And there, you need to take the initiative to find out. Now how do I find out? You read. You read Prabhupada Lina You read Prabhupada's books. And when you do that, you will see what Srila Prabhupada emphasizes uh, as the uh, important things that are not optional. Some things Prabhupada had left up, just like, for instance, Prabhupada wanted to, once built TOVP, uh, up to now, ISKCON, now I mean the institution, gives very little. These are individuals, private donors, who are actually giving the money for developing it. But ISKCON's meant to be doing it. That means the temples. Now, Hungarian Yatra gives 50,000 a year, and then the temples also give a certain amount. Unfortunately, uh, other... Other yatras don't do that, very few do, so uh, that's very important. Now how you develop and how you develop Mayapur and so on, Prabhupada said, Just, that I leave to you. So the development and maintenance of Mayapur is optional according to how devotees see fit but the income that's meant to come specifically from book (coughs) distribution. And these things were all tied into book distribution so that actually if we want them, we should sell books Uh, and, and other things, so you need to know it. Now, Prabhupada, for instance, Prabhupada, you know, really really pleased when we got this building in new york 14th story fifth avenue this is like it's equivalent to uh you know soho street except that uh so much bigger now there happened to be ghosts in that building and devotees were troubled by ghosts so but when Prabhupada came, he told the temple president, never sell this building. So that's, that's an important statement. And Prabhupada says, never sell it. It's an important statement. They sold it. But the people involved in selling it fell down. Well, they fell down from Sunyas. They fell down from Temple President. Period. So it's not that. Uh, it's not that that was then, and that was somebody else's responsibility. We need to be very much aware of what our responsibility is, and ignorance is no excuse. You know, maybe a hundred years ago they passed a law that you stop at a red light. They didn't pass it for the generation that was here a hundred years ago. Everybody, now and for the foreseeable future, stops at a red light. So, if you don't know it, that's uh, your own risk. Uh, Then you risk going against Srila Prabhupada's instruction and displeasing his divine grace and uh, and Krishna. Yasya Prasada, Bhagavad Prasada, Yasya Prasada, Nagatikutopi. Fasting on a kadasi. Very important. It's just a detail. Okay. The Bhagavad Gita was important to Swamiji. He saw it as the perfect book to convey Krishna consciousness as it consists of the Lord's own words and his interactions with his loving devotee Arjuna. In 1939, just seven years after Swamiji was initiated by a spiritual master, he wrote a lengthy introduction to the book in English, uh, presaging it, his full translation and commentary, which appeared soon after he began his mission in the West. When Swamiji arrived in New York in 1965, he gave priority to his work on the Gita. In India, he had already completed a translation spanning well over a thousand pages, but it was stolen. In March, 1906, he was adjusting to life in the Western world when he met with another loss. His typewriter, cassette recorder, and several books were taken from him, but he was resilient and determined to complete his work. In 1967, he finished a new manuscript, again over a thousand pages, and resolved to get a major publisher so that his message could be heard throughout the world. At the time, Allen Ginsberg, famous poet of the Beat Generation, was visiting the New York temple, and he was enjoying a friendly relationship with Swamiji. Since Ginsberg was experienced as a published author, Swamiji asked him to show the manuscript to his benefactors, which Ginsberg did, but they were unimpressed, claiming the book had little commercial value. Little did they know. Swamiji then gave the manuscript to Roy Ramdas, an early disciple with some experience in the publishing world. Roy Ram too was unsuccessful in his attempts his contacts explaining their hesitation in much the same way that Ginsburg did. Enter Brahmananda. He vividly relates the story as if it were yesterday, though it was more than 40 years ago. I didn't know anything about publishing, he admits, but Swamiji put the manuscript in my hand saying, you must get this published. So I knew what I had to do. So when Prabhupada says something like that, then, you know, there's two approaches. One is that, okay, I see, but, you know, if I come across too many difficulties, then I just leave it. And on the uh, other hand, if uh, whatever difficulties you face, you have that faith that, Prabhupada said to do this, so unless Prabhupada says don't do it, then I just keep trying. Which is really quite similar to Bhaktisanta Saraswati Thakur telling Prabhupada in 1936, preaching the English-speaking world, and it was 30 years later when Srila Prabhupada was able to fulfill that, but Prabhupada said, I never forgot that instruction. We're getting near to the stage where we're going to have to turn on AC because uh, can't have open window. Um, so, on the other hand, there are certain situations where Prabhupada, for Prabhupada, preaching in China was really important. So, he sent to Mahakrishna Maharaj there. And... Uh, Mr. Krishnamaraj tried and tried, and uh, once when he was meeting with, uh, but it was very difficult just to get in. What? Huh? What's she, say? What's she saying? The face is not visible in Uh-huh. So, uh, so yes. So, when, uh, when uh, Prabhupada heard of Tamakrishna Maharaj's difficulties, he said, All right, just leave it anyway. If it's too difficult, don't do it. So, Prabhupada says, Okay, don't do it, and don't do it. But until Prabhupada tells you one way or another, it may be Obviously, now Prabhupada is not physically here, but he may tell you in a dream or in some other certain sense, okay, don't do it, then you're off the hook. Otherwise, <laughs> keep trying. What he didn't know was how to do it. If Ginsberg and Roy ram couldn't get the book published, how would he? I bought a couple of books on publishing, and I was about to take a course at R.R. Bowker Limited, uh, noted in the public industry. I just didn't know what to do. Still, Swamiji wanted me to get the book published, and that was that. Uh-huh. Prabhupada would give a an example sometimes. And... Uh, And I'm trying to remember the entire concept. Anyway, it's sort of like this. This is my version of it. That uh, there was a uh, commander, soldier commander, and he was looking for somebody. Uh, And he uh, called one of his uh, underlings, and uh, he told him, he says, "Go go find Garcia. And the man said, who's Garcia? And the general was disgusted. He says, get out of here. And They called another person. And uh, he said, listen, I need your help. I want you to go find Garcia. The same person also asked, well, who's Garcia? Where, where is he? He says, get, get lost. Go away. I called the third person, and uh, he told him, He said, "Listen, I need your help. I want you to go find Garcia." And the man says, "Right away, General. I'm on it." So not who, this, what, that, just do it. And uh, you know that's that's your problem. I'm just giving you a task, how are you going to go about doing it, you do it. Around this time, the devotees had released a happening album, an assortment of devotional songs as described in a previous chapter. They had placed an ad for the record in the Village Voice and were receiving orders from various parts of the East Coast. One such order came from Midtown Manhattan, relatively close to a little storefront serving as a temple for Swamiji, and his earlier disciples. Brahmananda brought the letter to his master. Look, Swamiji, it's an order from Macmillan. They're one of the biggest publishers in the world. Swamiji gazed knowingly into his disciple's eye and gave the following directive. Do not mail out this order as we do with others. Instead, bring the record to Macmillan's offices and hand deliver it to the uh, person who sent us the letter. So now Prabhupada's telling you what to do how to what to do for with Garcia. You better not do something different. Uh, Brahmananda nodded, aware that Krishna was using him as an instrument. When you deliver the album, Swamiji continued, tell them that you are a disciple of a guru from India and that he has translated the Bhagavad Gita. They will publish it, do not worry. This isn't like, you know, just some optimistic person speaking something. This is like the super soul speaking. So if you don't get that, when Prabhupada says, they will publish it, do not worry. I mean, the work's already done. You just got to go there and follow the instructions, and it'll happen. How did Prabhupada know? That's Prabhupada's business. He didn't go about saying it, but Prabhupada's in touch with Krishna. So, you know, Prabhupada says, they will publish it, do not worry, because Krishna said, they will publish it, do not worry. So, therefore, don't worry. Just do it. Brahmananda was stunned. Swamiji seemed so confident. There was no doubt the book would get published and by Macmillan. One couldn't do much better than that. Next section Waiting in an Ocean of Nectar. The next day, dressed in suit and tie, Brahmananda made his way up to the Macmillan skyscraper at 866 3rd Avenue, just off 52nd Street. His expectation, as large as the building itself, he was disappointed. When he learned that the order for the album had come from an accountant, not an executive or prominent person in the company, this is a problem. Is, is it a, maybe? It's a your mind tells you, well, this is a good reason, you know, to just pull out. This really had not quote. This really had nothing to do with the publishing company. Unquote. Remembers Brahmananda. It was just a simple worker who had some interest in mantras and meditation. So Brahmananda dutifully delivered the album and had pretty much given up the hope that his teacher's Gita would get published. Just then, in the midst of polite small talk with the accountant, a young executive happened to appear in their midst and was introduced to Brahmananda. This is James O'Shea Wade, our senior editor. So you have to just follow the sequence here. You know, Brahmananda went to uh, an accountant, and he's given up hope because, you know, what chance do I have of, you know, getting to the executives? Now a senior editor shows up. Quote, This is James O'Shea Wade, our senior editor. Brahmananda sees the moment. I'm a disciple of a guru from India, he said, trying to repeat Swamiji's words verbatim. He translated the Bhagavad Gita. So one thing is, is that because at that point you could just say, did they stop kirtan? Open the door. So someone could just say, oh, I'm not not even going to try, it's just, Uh, almost. Uh, So, uh, I'm not even going to bother, it's, you know, too, too much of a long shot. Another is, you know, I have faith. And then what he's doing is he's just repeating exactly what Prabhupada said, all right, then I should just... I'm a disciple of a guru from India, he said, trying to repeat Swamiji's words verbatim. He has translated the Bhagavad Gita. What? Ved responded incredulously. We've just published a full line of spiritual books and we were looking for a Bhagavad Gita to fill out the set. (laughs) Brahmananda's mouth dropped open. Though at a loss for words himself, He contemplated the potency of Swamiji's. They will publish it, do not worry. Wade then broke the awkward silence. You bring in the manuscript tomorrow, he offered, and we'll publish it, sight unseen. We're not reading it, we're not editing it, you just bring it in and we'll publish it. Brahmananda raced back down to the storefront and told Swamiji the news. In his own inimitable way, Swamiji was nonchalant. (laughs) Krishna arranged it. Why why are you so surprised? Uh, As though he knew what would transpire before it happened. In a recent interview, interesting, James Wade confirms, I vividly remember the stir caused in our rather sedate and boring office the day the Swami came to visit, accompanied by followers in orange robes. Apparently, Swamiji himself brought the manuscript the day after Brahmananda's brief visit to Macmillan. Wade shared his thoughts about Swamiji's spirituality. Well, this is, I never read this. I remember the Swami as being a very imposing, this is now the senior editor, imposing and striking figure with a powerful spiritual aura. His like has never been seen before in the Macmillan offices. Around that time, we also published Alan Watts and John Bleu... Bleuptro? bleuptro? Sounds French, but I've never... Never heard such a French name, Blebtro, (laughs) who was involved in the spiritual and communal movement called Arica. Macmillan had a tradition of publishing books about spirituality and religion at that time. I think that ended not long after I left to become the editor-in-chief of the now defunct World Publishing Company. But the Swami was special, that was clear. Our office was rather austere, coolly modern place as far as decor. I remember having some apprehension about how comfortable the Swami would feel in this rather alien setting. But it turned out that he was a man who was at peace and at home in any environment. I remember him as a rather tall man, physically imposing, which is quite stand-up. You're taller than Prabhupada. (laughs) Huh? Yes. But of course, he wasn't, being rather small in stature and not at all daunting, quiet, modest, and surrounded by a kind of stillness, a peacefulness that was well, welcoming. I can't think of a more precise word. He was in the world, and at the same time, not of it. He knew that we live in a world of illusion, Something science had also taught us, as we go from subatomic particles and quantum mechanics to string theory. I remember that he wanted the Bhagavad Gita as it is to get the widest possible exposure in the U.S. As I recall, things like the Hare Krishna movement were in the very early stages. Alternative spirituality, ranging from Zen to Tibetan Buddhism, for example, had not then touched the minds and spirits of the people the way such alternatives do today for so many. End quote. James Wade was senior editor at Macmillan from 1965 to 1969. But in his few years at their offices, he managed to publish a pure devotee's edition of the Bhagavad Gita. He's blessed. The abridged version came out first in 1968. And because of seeds James Wade had planted, Macmillan published Swamiji's unabridged Bhagavad Gita, as it is, in 1972. So there was the uh, abridged, which was abridged means that you cut it down, edit it down. And that was a blue small book, And then they published hardback uh, Bhagavad Gita, as we have it now. In order not to break contract with Macmillan, we published that same book, but in softback. And therefore, we weren't breaking the contract. So we were actually distributing, uh, and Macmillan wasn't happy about that. Mm -hmm. We were distributing the softback version, and they were you know, selling the hardback version. Obviously, we were biting into their sales. It should be understood that Swamiji's translation is not ordinary. Rather, it is a translation with spiritual power. This is because the work is not merely his own. His translation and commentary bring to bear the insights of his predecessors in the Sipic succession. And so he titled his edition as it is, the name boldly announcing to readers that this is not yet another interpretation, but rather the original message of the book's initial speaker, Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead. Accordingly, Swamiji's Gita was the first edition to quote bring people to Krishna consciousness, unquote, allowing them to become devotees of Krishna, which is the book's intended purpose. See bhagavad Gita eighteen. 65. Swamiji's Gita went on to become one of the most significant editions in the modern world, uh, often outselling both popular and scholarly translations. I don't know why he says that. It is the, it is the most significant uh, edition, and it's certainly outsold popular and scholarly translations. Uh, we've uh, globally Uh, we've sold like, I don't know, 500, 600 million Bhagavad Gita's. No, no, No one's done that. Claiming millions of readers in some 55 languages, from Polish to Japanese, German to Azerbaijani, Danish to Croatian, English to numerous Indian languages, Swamiji's Gita is a phenomenon. It can be found in homes, bookstores, research libraries, and academic institutions around the world. The history of his meeting with Macmillan shows that James Wade, like Brahmananda, served as an instrument in the hands of Krishna, who had already signed the contract. <laughs> next comes, next section is the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Another important Another important thing that Prabhupada said It doesn't, doesn't uh, uh, come here, that uh, Prabhupada's books, uh, Prabhupada's temples, wherever Prabhupada's name is, Srimad Bhagavatam, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, under it, it has to say, Founder, Acharya, of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. This was, there were a few instances where this didn't happen on publications, on temples, Prabhupada came to one temple and it was being received and he looked up and it said, Radha Krishna temple, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. Prabhupada said, where's the founder of Acharya? Prabhupada didn't care for a reception. The reception was over. Prabhupada was like, and uh, Prabhupada was very, very angry. Even when it said, uh, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, uh, founder of the International Society, where's the Acharya? where's the founder of Acharya? The Prabhupada was very specific. He wanted it very clear and he wanted hammered into everybody's head that he was the founder of Acharya. He was the only founder of Acharya. There was one founder of Acharya. Yeah. I remember when uh, when uh, no, I won't. I won't say anything. I won't say that. So, uh, yes, so you can see here, what a, a fantastic thing. Prabhupada said, go to Macmillan, say this, don't worry, they will take the book. And uh, because, you know, there, there, there's a certain transcendental mechanism going on in the background we may not see it but Srila Prabhupada sees it and Prabhupada came to print these books and to make these books available Uh, and uh, this is what Krishna sent him for so obviously Krishna is going to help him uh, to uh, realize that so you need to devotees need to know these things and know these pastimes because they're sort of models uh, by which can, in the future can guide you as to what to do and what not to do and how to function and how not to function uh, in Krishna consciousness. But if you don't know, how, what would Prabhupada say, what would Prabhupada do? It's easier than knowing what would Krishna say and what would Krishna do. So, uh, you know, Krishna generally gives us really uh, general principles. But Prabhupada showed us how to put those principles uh, into practice. Now, uh, we need to also know that. jnana vijnana mashtakam, that's what a Brahmin is someone knows how to practically apply Prabhupada's instructions, Krishna's instructions. And by knowing how a pure devotee thought and worked and spoke and acted, if we follow that, then we're also doing the right thing. We'll be doing the right thing. Okay. Thank you very much. And we shall continue on Wednesday. Uh, I'll ask Jadweta Maharaj to come and talk about uh, his experiences. I'll wait till he's, he's able to speak. He's very uh, speaking very quietly and uh, Dying breed, we are going extinct. Prabhupada's disciples. So, uh, learning firsthand, and devotees, you know, when they hear Prabhupada's disciples talking, they can hear firsthand about how Prabhupada did things, and sometimes it's very entertaining which is fine, but it's not meant for entertainment. It's meant for education. And it's something we should know. Okay. Jai Sula Prabhupada, ki jai. jai. Hare Krishna.